Twins Podcast. Hello, my name is Vaishali Sood and I'm the editor for fit.thequint.com. I also happen to be a mother to two young girls aged 11 and 6. And that's actually what brings me right here on this platform and the reason why I'm talking to you today. It's parenting and parenting in the time of the pandemic. You know, a few months ago our lives completely turned upside down. we were all locked up at homes our children were no longer going to schools they were sucked into this world of online classes online playdates online birthday parties they were suddenly learning online they were um navigating their relationships their friendships their emotions online they were living their lives online really how do we navigate this new reality how do we come to terms with this new reality i'm in conversation today with a former journalist and a mother of two young girls jyotsna mohan bhargava she's written this sensational new book that if you are a parent in india you must get your hands on it's called stoned shamed depressed an explosive account of the secret lives of india's teens I'm hoping to pick Jyotsna's brains and get some answers to all those questions that I posed right at the beginning. So I wanted to ask you straight away I mean start off with what got you into uh putting this book together. First thing was like a few years ago you know when my kids were a little younger at the age of 5 6 and, I, and lots of kids their friends around them were being gifted a smartphone were being gifted an iPad and you know I was fighting and I kept trying to question where are they going with this gadget at the age of 5 6 and 7 where is it taking them where do the parents think they're taking them and why are they giving them a gadget so early and what do they hope to achieve with it you know and i think coupled with the fact that i i found an increasing uh, incidence increasing incidents around children that were being covered on you know they were, they were making the headlines whether it is somebody who's not like their board results and you know taken an extreme step or uh, whether it's the boys locker room stuff incidents like this which which are making the headlines for 24 hours 48 hours 72 hours and then gone it, and I, i i i kept wondering why is that nobody else is you know taking it up even further because these incidents are not gone away i had started writing these articles visually about 2 years ago and i think the first one was actually a bullying triggered by the fact that my own daughter got bullied in school when she was in class 6 and it was physical bullying so you know i kind of it started from there I realized that bullying again is not the same that it used to be, and you know that traditional mindset of only the boys are hitting the boys. There's this, you know, there's a whole uh, side to girls as well in school. So I think that, that that's something I mentioned in the book. So I think all these things uh, eventually came out and into a book because uh, I just realized that we're not talking enough about our children. You know, I, I read yeah. an excerpt where you've spoken about uh, a young girl called Tara who uh, is bullied because of her weight. and uh, it leads to very serious uh, issues uh, with extreme weight loss and body image issues with the child uh, you want to talk to us a little bit about that i mean how does that hit you as a mother of two young girls um, you know and as a woman yeah. yourself 
you know, uh, so body shaming was a chapter that just <laughs> hit me every single time Vishali and I wrote those incidents, you know, because these are again young girls, barely older than my, my, my children. And their struggles were so hard and so intense. And like you said, you know, I mean, what we dealt with stayed in the school, we came home and we carried on. So everything is amplified, it's magnified by social media. Where I, I've written it is, it, you know, in our times, it was like a test match, you know, stamps at the end of the day, finish, you go home. Now it's like this non-stop T20 that is going on. Bullying continues 24 seven, you, you, you get home, you log on. And it carries on. And I think that's what's happening even when it comes to these girls, especially girls. Body shaming is more around girls. They, you know, they now everything is about being popular. Everything is to conform, whether it's your body shape, whether it's your looks, how you behave, you know, whether you're going with the crowd. And if you don't, anything can just trigger you. And body shaming as a society, you know, we've never taken it up. We've internalized the humor of it all, frankly speaking, right? I mean, we, we think it's funny, thoda, thoda patla, thoda mota, thoda, you know, tun tun in the movies, and we let it go. And these girls are, they're so on edge because everything is for show and tell. That, you know, it's just, it, it just comes out so drastically and they, they, they're so desperate to be something that in our times we would have perhaps let go. And I think body shaming, so many incidents, especially anorexia, bulimia, these kids who are eating, you know, at night when no one is looking and then throwing it all out. All these kids like Tara, you know, who've just stopped eating altogether. And then they just let go because I think they don't know how to deal with it because as a society, we've never dealt with it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like Deepika Padukone will speak about depression or Vidya Palam will speak about body shaming, but these are people who are in the limelight, you know, we're going to listen to them. If the fight is harder for the anonymous common Indian, you know, how do you bring it out? Especially with families, you know, Vishali, I mean, as families also will say it's just, with children will say it's just a phase, you know, you know, it just happens in school, we'll leave it. How many of us will actually, it's, it's intangible, so anything intangible, we're incapable of addressing. You as a mother and from your conversations with these doctors that you can talk to, you, you want to say to parents, because you spoke to so many children, what do you want to say to them about how do you tackle something like body shaming? I think firstly, we've got to look at ourselves. I think it, it, and a lot of these counselors told me the same thing. And I realized it, you know, it's something even my husband said, he said, you know, something as small as I, I was noticing my younger one, she's eight. And you know, the way she was wearing her t-shirt, I tuck mine in in the front and I leave it at the back. And she was doing the same thing. She's just eight. And I was like, oh, and my husband was like, you know, you don't realize how much they notice and they imitate. In every little thing, they're watching us. And that's exactly what the counselor said. You know, if, if we keep talking, you know, we, we don't think twice about, oh, I can't get into those skinny jeans. But if we're saying that they're watching us and they're watching us at the age of eight, 10, and then they're like, oh, I've got a little bit of fat here. I've got, you know, I, I'm a little plump. And I've heard, I've heard my younger one say this a few times. And I've absolutely banned the word fat thin in my house. As I have told the kids, you know, even when you're fighting, you tend to like throw these words at the other one. I don't want to hear these words. In this. Because we, we, we don't realize, I mean, I've written about something called sharenting, Vashali, which is, you know, how parents are sharing everything on social media. So what do you tell your children? And a lot of children that I spoke with were very unhappy with what their parents are doing. You know, the parents sharing their children's photos, looking nice, looking cute, birthday photos. And these kids are angry because they're like, we don't like it. 
Now they they're seeing that the parents are doing this. You know, we upload everything on Facebook. We've gone out for a party. It's our anniversary. Everything is uploaded. So they're watching us very closely. They're watching us. You know, we've got to watch what we are doing now. I think a lot a lot of the onus is now on us. We've heard of stories where. A young child is playing PUBG and gets extremely violent when it's taken away. You heard uh, stories of suicide. You heard stories of extreme violence where um, a young boy, uh, you know, killed his mother and his sister because of a fight over a game. And then you also detailed the story of a very, very young boy. Um, I'm guessing class uh, five boy who. Um, becomes a gaming addict and is missing school at that age. So, yeah. you know, the thing that was shocking is how early it starts. Because you feel like at the age of 10, you still have some sort of a control of your children and maybe when they're like 14 or 15 yeah. or 16, um, you know, that's when the things will sort of start to go south, but things start very, very early. You want to talk to us a little bit about that? Uh, you know, Vishali, it's like, I think um, one of the predictable reactions that somebody tweeted to me after the book was, you know, that this is western rubbish nonsense bs you know and uh, i went back to him and i said you know this is precisely the reason why i've written this book because any child whether that child is 7 8 12 15 who has a smartphone is now that western child that you're in denial about i talked to i talked to parents and i said grooming and they're like you know so what is grooming you know about like dressing up well Nobody knows. And this is where it's become so scary, so scary. You know, you have these chat pop-ups that come up. You have Fortnite, you know. A lot of counselors will tell you that, that if, if these kids are playing with 100 people, 40 of those people will not be who they seem to be. You know, a lot of them are older. A lot of them are not there to play the game. A lot of them are watching you. Kids sometimes have an open mic. Again, you know, because they're having these chat sessions, send me that, send me a weapon, send me that money, put whatever, you know, the next level. It's all, a lot of it is sometimes being, you know, it, it goes elsewhere. And these are the issues that cyber experts are really warning us about. They're warning us about predators through gaming. They're warning us about grooming through gaming. They're warning us about, you know, uh, hooking up, children hooking up through gaming, these conversations that start on a gaming uh, pop-up, then go immediately onto WhatsApp, you know. So, but luckily for me, I because I have these conversations openly with my children, you know, younger ones too long to grasp it, but the elder one has figured it out. So because of my book, I have, I have opened up all channels of communication. I've opened up all kinds of communication conversations at home. So they are not taken aback. You know, it's not like, oh my God, they come back. Like, I mean, again, whipping. It happened in my elder one's class, you know, and she came and said, Mama, three boys from my class were asked to leave because they were caught for whipping. But then there's nothing like, oh my God, Mama, what is whipping? What, what do they do? What should I, should I go onto the internet? Should I search? Nothing. So I've taken the mystery out of everything. I've taken out any scandalous value. I've tried to normalize the existence of all these dangers that allow them to go around the dangers. And that I hope is, I find that to be like one of the ways we can take this forward because not just the parents, but the children are also being attacked on all sides, whether like you said, it's gaming, it's Instagram, it's Snapchat. I mean, kids, if you know, kids are hooking up and boys are putting cameras on their, you know, ceiling for all fans. Everything is happening right now. Pills and water bottles, those, are, you know, the, the normal water bottles that we have, they, they're, they're getting spiked. So if you don't tell them, how are you going to prepare them? And um, I read an excerpt where you've spoken to a young girl who uh, tried to commit suicide in, the, in her class 10th because of pressures in her class 10th. 
And you know, that's something that parents, we don't even realize that unconsciously we're putting those pressures on the children, right? Like we're already, even though we are the woke parents who are trying to tell them marks don't matter, but subtly we're telling them, oh, but they do matter. And so I want you to be, be the best. So is that something that, that you came across as well? Oh, of course, I think a lot of these uh, kids, you know, they, they come from very uh, high performing parents in a sense that, you know, where the expectations are again very high from these children. And uh, it's like, it's something like, you know, something happened yesterday, my, my elder one, my husband were talking and something about marks and some test and, you know, he was like, listen, as long as you try your best, it's good enough for us, you know. And she was like, but ask mama, you know, is mama okay with that? So, I, you know, it, it, it's something that is so inherently, it, it just comes into them because, it, and I, I'm not a pressure mom, Bichali. I'm somebody who says, please don't get a hundred. Because I learned this really, I, I think when she was in class five, we had the most amazing teacher. I went to that teacher once and I said, you know, everybody in her class is reading these thick story books. She hasn't picked up a book, you know. And the teacher turned around and she said, so what else is she doing? I said, you know, yeah, she goes to badminton, she goes to ballet. She said, you know, that she's doing lots of other things. It's okay. She said that child at five who's only reading that book is obviously not doing much else. Give your child some time. And I, I left it at that, you know, Charlie. And I'm so glad I did because I didn't push it. Both of my children need a book a day now. Come to me. You know, that girl who overdosed, Charlie. Overdose because she didn't, A, that result didn't come out. Secondly, she didn't make it to the student council. One seat in a school student council. That's all it takes to trigger them. Somebody told me when, when the, you know, when the lockdown happened, and I think the class 12 result, uh, the exams, one or two got stuck. So this girl in class 12, she said, I'm not in a good place. I'm not in a good place. And I said, well, she said, because I don't know what's going on, and I don't, and I, I'm wondering what to do. Should I cut my wrists again? Again. Oh, my God. It's, 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 it's that casual for them. So many children, whether it's body shaming or it's pressure to conform or it's to perform, have told me how they cut their wrists or, you know, they slashed their legs or nothing else. You know, we just keep pinching our cheeks because then, so that blood comes out because, you know, auntie, the, the purpose of all this is to feel the pain. Now, I don't know where they're feeling this pain, why they're feeling so much pain. And I've asked this to every single child I met. Why is there so much angst and sensitivity in your generation? And I, I, I think their crux of the problem is that no one understands us. And I think that I think is such an important aspect of your book because you've not just spoken to experts and parents, you've spoken to children and children have directly confided in you um, on what, about what they're going through. And, you know, that thing that you're talking about, you're talking at them, you're not talking to them. Mental health is again a conversation that we're having in, um, you know, in newspapers and in columns and stuff like that. But how many of us are having the conversation with the children who we are referring to in our articles? So yeah. that is... That is absolutely important and in schools as well as you said it, it has to be a daily conversation daily. Uh, Jyotsa it's been a pleasure talking to you and um, guys go and get Jyotsa's book uh, it's, it's a brilliant insight into your children uh, and their lives there you go don't shame depress you must get that book uh, yes, it's our stores. thank you so much for speaking with us Jyotsa thank you so much Vishali thank you bye-bye Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quince website and check out our other podcasts.